0: This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is presented by Fisher Skis. Holy snokes! do I have an episode for you this week. My name is Mr. Adam X, God's favorite influencer. you listen to the Pursuit Podcast on the Out of Collective gonna keep i gotta stop saying i'm gonna keep it short and sweet because i'm not going to but i'm gonna jump right into my sponsors this week my first sponsor this week is alpine vans built to explore i thought i made a good van and my van looks like i bought it at freaking costco and built it versus these guys at alpine vans oh, God. i mean have you ever seen the 50 project cody townsend's van Alpine Van. The attention to detail is like insane. It's not wasted storage like all these other builders. It's good quality. They make them. They start at a hundred grand, which I know people like. Whoa, that's not that bad. It's not that crazy. If you're thinking about a van, if you're interested in getting a van, go to alpinevans.com. Check them out. Uh, Todd is the builder. He's the owner. He's the operator. He's an insanely humble human being. So great to speak with, talk to, walk through why they did this versus why they did that. Uh, We will be at Snowbound with the van. If you have any questions, you want to see it, uh, come check us out. We have a van right now. It's absolutely insane. Again, alpinevans.com. And you can be just like Cody Townsend or just like me. Is that the same? Is that the same sentence? We're running it. My next sponsor this week, uh, the title sponsor, the guys that really guys and girls that really make this podcast go round Fisher skis, fisher sports.com go on the website, check it out, see everything they have to offer. I will be on that Ranger one Oh two. I'm still debating which binding I'm going to put on it. Um, And I will be on the Ranger 108. I'm gonna run a cast touring system on that, uh, do some testing, so you'll have a full review on that. But I really wanna talk about this Ranger series. It's like no other ski they've ever made. I'm telling you, if you can find a demo center, if you can find me and you're my boot sole, you can ski them. I hate saying soft, but they made them a little softer, a little more playful. They put metal where it matters. The Ranger 102 is a do-it-all quiver killer. Those are my words that is not ad copy that I'm supposed to be reading here. And I'm gonna be in the Ranger 130 boot. Super, like, integrated walk mode. Nothing on the back, so the spine is tight. You don't get that play like you do in other walk mode boots. Ranger 130 boot, Ranger 102 ski, and I will be ripping this year. So go to FisherSports.com and check them out. Let's get to my guest. Many of you guys met him last week. He's currently on tour, a BYOB tour. Bring your own beanie. He is the owner of Arsenic Clothing. I like to call him Dan. Many of you may know him as Talty Dan. We talk about where he gets the name from, why he carries a Gatorade towel, um, what COVID did to shift what he's doing now. You know what I was most surprised about? And I talk about it in the, actually with Dan how genuine this human being is, how wholesome he is, and how he actually cares about our community. Uh, So thank you, Talti Dan, for being the person you are. Because I judged the book a little bit by your Instagram, and you blew me away with how sincere you were, how wholesome you were, the way you interacted with everybody. I want to give a shout out to Old Growth for hosting the BYOB event last week. Amazing turnout. And again, Dan... Thanks for showing up. We did this in person, which is great. There's a little echo because we clearly weren't in a proper room. And it's just a great episode. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Who is Tall T Dan to Tall T Dan?
1: <laughs> uh, lately, when I'm getting ready to go do something where more people would call me Tall T than would call me Dan... I turn to my girlfriend and I say, I'm putting on my Talty Dan costume. And that usually includes a 4XL blue flannel and a Gatorade towel. (laughs) And it's just so people are sure when they see me that it's me. Because otherwise it'd be like, I think I recognize that guy. But with the towel and the flannel, you know me
0: where did the towel come from because that was one of my questions actually actually someone dm me and was like is he still repping the gatorade towel got
1: two in the car for the trip one's a 90s one with the classic logo all spelled out and then there's <laughs> a more recent one with just the g and the bolt depends on the day uh yes i am still repping the towel and where it came from is a really genuine and authentic place i went to school and studied athletic training. So my trained profession is as an athletic trainer. That's the guy who's running on the field when someone's hurt. Let me know if you see them without a towel.
0: <laughs> it's done. Yeah,
1: so I, I need it. It's It was just always so comfortable walking around like covering volleyball or youth soccer or whatever. The towel's got a lot of purposes in that profession. And then I came to learn it had a lot of purposes in the day-to-day life, like uh, Crashing on couches and you know that your homies couch is not that different than the dirty one I'm sitting on in this random ass warehouse (laughs) Uh, It's immediately becomes a pillowcase and I already had it ready and it's clean because I cleaned it before I left Uh, Jackson Could use a towel. Uh, We were at a street (laughs) trip in Quebec City this past spring and he took a unfortunate fall sliced his eyelid open kind of making it into like a double eyelid which if it were designed that way it would be kind of sick but (laughs) by crashing and smacking your face on the tip of your ski it's it's kind of more of a hectic situation and the towel there is a great bandage when you have nothing else
0: but now it's become part of your uniform and I like that you said that because I ask a lot of athletes influencers just people i have on the show of like when you have these social interactions and someone clearly knows it's you but they're not sure
1: it just is a little awkward you think because if you're wrong it's embarrassing and you don't want to be embarrassed if you're that person who's going up and like kind of putting yourself out there by approaching someone who either you know you admire in some way or you think does something cool whatever the case may be so with that consistency in my costume, in my uniform, <laughs> I think I, I'm you know, aiming to remove that potential awkwardness to give whoever wants to talk to me the confidence to approach me. Because yeah, I, I know a lot of people who I'm talking to on Instagram and I can recognize them, but there are also a lot of people who I uh, just wouldn't recognize them out in public. And I, want, I still want to have that conversation with them. So by being consistent in my appearance, that's my invitation to approach me like you know me I, I do want to talk to you I, I like I want to move our relationship off of social media and have this conversation in person because like, there's so much value to that for me
0: yeah and you built your whole reputation off Instagram
1: yeah that, I, I can't disagree with that I think I don't mean bit. that as a bad thing. no I, I don't I take just... it as a bad thing um I would hope that i built my reputation in person and i built the awareness on instagram
0: oh i like that that's good like
1: you might have seen something from me on instagram or something about me on instagram but what hopefully sealed the deal is that i was nice to somebody that you know and they'll back me up They're like yeah like he's he's a good dude like we chatted for a bit and that's the reputation
0: I like that, I love being wrong, one. Uh, No, I think you put it properly. Um, You said what I meant, and I I like that. And you're doing it now, so why are you in Buffalo? And this might come out after this tour is over, but I think it's important as to what you do, what your brand does. Why are you currently in Buffalo? I'm in
1: Buffalo to show love to Buffalo. Um, I grew up outside of Albany, New York, and the only thing remotely close to the skiing that I was interested in that ever came near my town was a Warren Miller premiere. And you better believe I fucking went to that thing when my dad got, like, discount tickets to Killington out the book, wondered, like, what was going on in that movie, and left. And was like, yeah, I guess I love skiing. Went back to Jiminy Peak the next Thursday on the <laughs> ski club bus and still wasn't really a part of anything, you know? Right. But but kids that grow up or go to school in Boulder or go to school in Salt Lake are surrounded by it. And I've had so much fun being in those areas with those people and getting to like, I don't know, just bump into somebody who you've watched all of their edits at a house party. Or brands will go and do big events there because there's already an audience there that's big that can make it worth their investment. Um, I, I never got to experience that, so... With this Bring Your Own Beanie Tour, I wanted to touch in on those areas that have the passionate community, just not in the numbers that draw big companies to it. So I'm going to Buffalo. I'm here in Buffalo now because there's 10 to 15 kids that are on my Instagram that I talk to regularly that have supported my brand, that watch my videos that are from here, they ski at Holiday Valley. And they, I know they love it the same way I loved it when I was living in Albany before I started getting to travel to places where skiers were. And I think that it's only right to show that love back to them to come here. And if it's just me and, and these 12 kids having a good time today, it's so worth it. And I think that that will be way more, or I hope that it'll be more impactful for them than me going to that warren miller video like they'll get to have this experience today that makes them love this community even more and that's all i could hope for
0: you're very you're much more genuine than i would think you would have been and i mean that in the nicest way like because there is the internet and let me explain for a second because that sounds like a shitty thing to say. but like it's the internet and it's like you have this like you know lip on blind to only trick in the world. Like that, I love that. <laughs> and we're going to talk about it. Like you have like all of these for lack of a better term, maybe gimmicks, um, 33, which like I want to, I need to know more about. Um, but then speaking with you only for this short, uh, we've met a half hour ago, we've been interviewing for eight minutes. Um, it's genuine. It's real. Like you give a shit about skiing. You care about the community that exists, and and maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, but I don't think you think skiing exists without the community.
1: I know that I'm not skiing still without the community, which is different, but the same words. Uh, it's <laughs> as far as the gimmicks go, <laughs> the branding. Um, that's also genuine to me, like lip on blind too is the only trick that i can do and and at a point it was uh, not worth learning other tricks and uh, that's a little risk averse um but tying back into the community thing is it versus the actual activity of skiing for me the slogan the motto for arsenic is anywhere with the right people if i had all my friends skiing to a random farmland zone in New York near my mom's house camping for the weekend, we would still have the best time because it's the right people. I do that every year. All my friends I made skiing. We don't ski, it's September usually. Uh, Skiing is just the way that we had the chance to meet like-minded people. And other communities experience it in the same way. I think people who are super into mountain biking right now love to ride a bike, but also love to have a beer in the lot with those people they rode bikes with or people who are, you know, any passionate community. I think that you'll encounter that they came together because of the activity, but they stay together because of the like-mindedness and and how they all get get along with each other. Uh, and, And That's, you know, you can have fun skiing, but if you don't have another person that's bringing you back to the hill, you maybe don't go skiing by yourself. I don't think it's human nature necessarily to like be so motivated individually certainly that happens and it's really sick and like those are some of the raddest people uh, but it's not the case for many of us
0: you like again i'm just gonna like i'm gonna break you down and build your ego but your answers are just way more wholesome than i would ever imagine them to be and i mean (laughs) that in the most genuine way and i talk to people every week so like take that as a compliment because Sometimes you have—I don't know—you're a park guy. Like, you like—you can either like be very calculated in your responses and have like these like just like bro bra attitude with like it's skiing and it's fun and great, or it's like no, this is more than that. And like skiing was like what brought everyone together, but like it's friendship, it's community, it's going to my mom's sled hill and riding a PVC pipe, and
1: some of my fr- best friends that I made skiing don't ski anymore their lives have brought them in different directions, but they're still that person I became friends with. Maybe we don't get to hang out as much because the hill is where we would link up, Uh, but we still make the effort to see each other and stay in contact. Or some friends that have moved on from park skiing. Uh, I have friends that are way more into touring or way more into telly. Uh, You know, not that you can't do telly in the park. My my boy Pete is in there like trying to figure out how to hit stuff switch with his heels free. God bless him. but the the hiking a rail is where we met each other at Killington Early Season. And everything that came after that is, like, why we're friends.
0: How long has Arsenic been a brand?
1: 13 years.
0: Did you think it was going to be a brand 13 years ago? It wasn't a brand <laughs> in
1: my eyes until, like, three years ago. Okay. So no, (laughs) I wasn't counting on that. What changed? Um, The pandemic hit and I was working as an athletic trainer. That was my job. Arsenic was a passion project that I felt successful with. I was so happy to be doing it. It was what had kept me around skiing in, in such a heavy way. It motivated me in different ways with skiing and i'm grateful for it but when the pandemic started as an athletic trainer my job disappeared immediately sports are canceled i don't need to take care of athletes if they're not athletes anymore i had a thousand dollars in my bank account i was supposed to start working again i usually take the winter off and then i would work heavy like spring summer into mid-fall to stack up save for the winter so this is March, my first gig is AAU basketball. It's supposed to be last weekend of March. I have $1,000 to my name. That's gonna be a $500 check, I'm good. Like, I, I know how to do this. I've done it the last six, seven years. AAU basketball is canceled. All the soccer tournaments after that are canceled. Summer camps are canceled. The way I make money is gone, except I have arsenic. I'm not like making a living off of it at that point, but you know it's it's paying for itself as a hobby. I'm like, okay, what can I do? Sell clothes. That's that's my backup plan now. And that's the only thing I had. You know, we're all locked up anyway at that point. Like, so I got you know 196 hours a week or whatever. Like, I'm full time, full time, full time. (laughs) Right. I need to like figure out how to pay rent in a month. So I, I figured it out and you know I haven't worked for anybody else since.
0: That's gonna be my next question. This is full-time gig now.
1: Yeah, the last time I worked as an athletic trainer was September 2019. I was supposed to do basketball that March. Uh, I was wiped
0: after that. Yeah, the world changed.
1: Yeah, I was like still planning on going back to like my uh, part-time, I was basically a like substitute athletic trainer at the local community college but they canceled sports for that fall 2020 and spring 2021. And they said, I don't know, in like August that they weren't going to do any sports the whole year. And I was like, well, that's why I live where I live at that point. So we moved back to Vermont and then uh, didn't have as many work connections anyway. And by the time work was available again, literally like a year and a half later, it you w- I was better off making sweatshirts <laughs> and making ski videos, thank God.
0: Let's talk about the ski videos because I think that's some of your, I mean, the internet was obviously your connection to Buffalo and growing up in Albany, but you find these small, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I could very well be, but these small ski communities, groups, crews, and our connection here is the van boys. And you say, I don't know if you give them a couple bucks. I don't know if you give them beanies. That details don't matter. But you support them and give them an outlet and tell them to make a ski film. The. Oh, and now to interrupt your favorite podcast with a cider break sponsored by Woodchuck Cider. Go get yourself a sangria, Prosecco, a rosé, raspberry pear, amber, Granny Smith, apple. They have all of the flavors. You can get yourself a variety pack. Go to woodchuck.com, check out all of their ciders. They're America's original hard cider since 1991. So they've been doing this for over 30 years. Quality ciders, innovation in every batch. Uh, They started making cider because there really wasn't any hard ciders out there. So again, go to woodchuck.com and check out their ciders. Now that you've got a fresh woodchuck cider in your hand, curl up in a ball on the couch next to the fire with your rumple blanket go to rumple.com we're going to give you a little discount out of bounds and you'll save you a couple bucks i cannot talk enough about these puffy blankets weatherproof all weather all season hot cold uh I use them around the fire all the time. I shockingly don't have any holes in mine yet. Don't quote me on that, but there are no holes in mine. Super durable. I've had mine for years, machine washable, and it's made from all the techie materials that your favorite insulated puffer is made out of. I use it in the van. I use it outside. I bring it with me sometimes when I go for hikes if I want to sit at the top of the hill they're so great. They make beer blankets. They make towels, which are the super underrated. They have amazing collabs. They support people like us. They support your favorite artists like Rachel Pohl. Again, go to rumple.com, R-U-M-P-L.com. Use code out of bounds. Save yourself a couple bucks. Go on their Instagram. Tell them how much you love them and that we sent you. And now, back to the episode.
1: The idea... I didn't find them. They found me, any of these crews. They're stoked as anyone else. They're just not in Salt Lake City. I just decided to, or maybe I noticed that there were, like, these hot spots uh, and these communities at these mountains that these kids love it more than anybody. And what I did was, I my goal was to give them a reason to make a video. Because otherwise, someone that skis at Holiday Valley is like, I'm not gonna make an edit because no one's gonna watch it. And I understand that I didn't make a lot of edits because I thought no one was gonna watch it. It's just yeah. human nature in, in, in a sense. Uh, it's way more immediately rewarding to get those three clips from the day, post them on gram, you, know, you get 50 likes, your homies comment, you're stoked, and you feel good about what you did you have respect for a longer form edit because you see the big dogs pulling it off and you enjoy them, you watch that, you consume that content but again you don't see you having that same success so you don't make that video. What I did was I took the arsenic platform a YouTube channel specifically in this case that I had been building you know at the time I had like a thousand subscribers when I shifted my gears towards these other style videos and if now, if you're that crew at a little hill and, and I hit you up and we're friends, like you don't think of it as like brand hitting you up. You think of it as Dan hitting you up because that's always what it is. Uh, they know who they're talking to. And I, I say, hey, like I think like your hill is so sick. I have this series of videos I'm doing, like the WTRP edits that, you know, I want it to highlight lesser known zones that have six scenes and show people what you got. So now it's almost like a. it extends, like people who have made these edits are friends with each other in these like, in Rabbit Hill, I don't even know which province, like deep random Canada or the homies in Seven Springs like are always super gassed on any WTRP video that comes out and, and what happens is Now you're motivated to make this video because you're like, oh well, a thousand people are going to watch it. That's worth the effort, and it was always going to be worth it anyway. The world needed to see these edits. The world needed to see these hills, or at least my world, which you know, we're we're in a small world. (laughs) I realize that. But I, you know, there's significance to it, and it's it's motivating for for these different crews. So it all comes together and everyone supports each other, shows love, and then there's the cumulative effect of it that I was talking about. You know, it's not only the Buffalo kids are gonna watch the Buffalo kids edit. All of the arsenic audience tunes into that and like recognize like, you know, maybe I could just have fun at my hill and make an edit with my friends even though I'm not at Park City or I'm not at copper, like I can still have a good time and make a video that's worth watching. And when I ask a crew to make a video, there's no rules for me. It's just make a video that you're gonna have the memory of that time and and really enjoy it. Because that's always the best thing out of any video that I've ever been a part of, is I can watch three minutes or 10 minutes and get back three weeks or like a whole season of my life like flashing by my eyes and thinking about like all the other random things that happened and that's, the greatest reward of any of those edits i would say holy uh, long answer can you tell i caffeinated
0: yeah but that was that was good <laughs> like it's just gen you're just a very genuine human and it's just like i love the idea of the simplest form of like giving them a reason to make it like because they want to make it they want to do it yes i think so but they don't why am I gonna spend? It takes time. A three minute edit takes a ton of work, uh, whether it's filming or editing, like it's a ton of effort and giving them a reason to finish it, reason to come. Just complete a nudge.
1: It. I think that everything else is there. It's just the small nudge of, of simple as a DM I send and a great video gets to exist because of it. They have everything else. I, what I do is minuscule.
0: Yeah, but I think you give them. You're the you're the light of hope at the end of the hallway. Like that's the YouTube. Like it gets presented, which is all some people want. You work hard on. You just want someone to see it, have yeah. an opinion on it, have a feeling. Um, we actually did a full premiere for the Van Boys movie. Uh, it was great. We did it in a bar in Ellicottville, and like it's probably a hundred people there, and it was it's it so was great. Great. We did it obviously like before a bigger film, but it was, it was like the energy in that room of locals seeing their own hill on a hypothetical big screen was like, it was cool. It was neat to be a part of it and see it and just witness it. Um, So thank you for doing that. Like that's, I know you don't think maybe you do that much for that, but like, that's huge. Like that is a major thing that you allow your audience that you've built to view someone else's work.
1: I just realized that I'm in a position where I can do that. And I know I get a lot of joy out of those videos, so I'm happy to share them.
0: I love it. How do you feel about full tilt being gone?
1: Don't feel about it.
0: Love it. They're not
1: gone. K2 was making those boots before. K2 is making those boots now.
0: I love that's an acceptable (laughs) answer. It's the same.
1: the Where I was prepared to have an issue was if the athlete support dropped off. It has not. So it's fine. I'm not riding on K2 boots.
0: Yeah, new graphic. It doesn't. Yeah. Same mold, same.
1: Taylor has a pro model. I think that's super sick. B-Dog has, or I guess Henrik and Phil they have share the one, yeah. shared boot. Wallish has his boot. All the things that I liked about Full Tilt currently exist in K2 plus Taylor, which is even doper. So, we're chilling. Support
0: it, like it, best ski of all time.
1: My personal?
0: Yep, just your. The HG
1: Blackout L, only two were made. (laughs) Uh, But the L in general is my favorite ski. It's, I think it was 116 underfoot. I had it in a 182. It was supposed to be like a East Coast pow charger and you know, I was hitting rails in it. Just uh, smashing rails on it. It was the first time I, like, really felt stable on a ski. I'm a bigger dude. Uh, and for some reason, I was, like, rocking 178s <laughs> for, like, my whole life before that moment. And, like, the 182 wasn't, like, that much bigger. But because it was fat as well, I could land back seat on my blind twos and still ride out. So it was, a, <laughs> it was a big difference instead of washing out.
0: It was a necessity ski. Yeah uh blue flannel blue flannel yellow pants (laughs) that's the question
1: yeah the yellow (laughs) pants are a later addition um i i was getting gear from saga for a while and i got this pair of yellow pants you know they sent they're very generous when they send out packages or they were uh and i thought the the fit looked hardest with the yellow pants this is you know, maybe 2018. So before that I had gray pants, I had blue pants. I really liked the full blue fit, but those yellow pants popped and I, it just became a thing the same way anything else ever became a thing for me.
0: You got a lot of things. That's, it's like, I'm jealous. I, I like what I like. I'm jealous. <laughs> Let's talk about 33. Cause I don't know anything about it. 33 oh. is my favorite number from Larry Bird. Not like Great that, reason. That's, I grew up playing basketball. 33 is about my favorite number. What
1: about Kareem or Pippin?
0: It was always like Larry was like my, that's why. Or Larry. Grant Hill. Right. But Larry Bird was the why for me. Like,
1: yeah, I feel you. I mean, you makes sense. Yeah. Uh, is the simplest answer for this?
0: No, we got time.
1: No, I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm giving you the simplest answer. <laughs> uh, arsenic's atomic number is 33. Okay. Before that, Arsenic is arsenic because of 33, and not so different than you uh, because of basketball. My number for freshman basketball was 33, and I ran it for the rest of my sports through high school. So 33 for me was that number. And when I came up with the name Arsenic, I wasn't trying to come up with a brand name, I was just bored trying to do chemistry homework, not being able to focus. And I was like, oh, what numbers do I like? I'm looking at this periodic table like, oh, three is a cool number. Lithium, sick. (laughs) Like, what else are cool numbers I like? Oh, 33, arsenic. Well, arsenic sounds cool. And uh, my brain wandered a little bit and it got to a point where I thought, arsenic apparel, I should start a t-shirt company. That was it.
0: That was it. So the number came first.
1: The number came first.
0: Okay. Uh, I have a Moose question. Shout out! Shout out to Moose. Why did you stop doing the stop skiing meme account? Hmm.
1: I didn't want to make memes anymore. <laughs> it's it is that simple. Um, I was good at it, or you know, I made myself laugh. That's for sure. Uh, I was having fun doing it but it wasn't the entirety of like me and i wanted my i don't know i wanted people to know me as best as they could via an app obviously there's a lot more to it than that but at that time when i stopped it just was because i felt like i had done everything i wanted to do with that
0: okay yeah my <laughs> life kind of goes in
1: like eras like i have different things that I focused on really hard for let's probably like two years at a time, let's say. And that was one of those eras.
0: Yeah. Memeing feels dirty. Like we meme a lot with the podcast because like we were in a growth stage or we like to think we're in a growth stage or like, but like the algorithm just loves it. And like, you just feel dirty. Like I can like post like,
1: yeah, it's such a social media hack. uh, It's so, it's such trash.
0: And it's like, but it's like, we go through phases or we like to think we do and we'll stop doing it for a minute. And then we're like, engagement's down. Guess what? Like I'll, I've been making fun of telemark. Like I telemarked for years. So like, I feel like I am. So I can, um, but like, you hope, yeah, well, whatever. I don't, Self-deprecating I love the humor is, I love, I love the sport. It's great. I, it's phenomenal. But like telemark skiers are so tiptoey in our industry, which is, f- and they're always like the, I don't know, the redheaded stepchild, for lack of a better term, of the ski industry. Um, But, like, I've been memeing Telemark, and, like, it's crazy where these people came out of the shadows and just, like. But it's great. Like, we're having, my hope is that I meme, and then people DM me, like, mad. And then we have a genuine conversation about, like, community. And, like, I've talked to more Telemark skiers in the last two months by making fun of it. And like created, and they're like, "Dude, you got to come here and see the scene." And I'm like, "I'm gonna go do that." Like, so it's really neat, but I'm like, "I'm dirty," like I'm uh, cheating. Yeah, I'm cheating. It's okay though. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not
1: your fault. It's the algorithm's that's fault. That's true, and it's human nature as well to respond to something negative speaking rather of, than responding to something positive.
0: Speaking of negative, what's your best way to deal with snarky internet trolls? Or do you get a lot of them, or you don't get a lot of them?
1: Uh, I'm like Ray Romano these days. Everybody loves me.
0: (laughs) Uh, someone just asked what, what do you do? I think everyone's really confused by that, but I think you answered. This is your (laughs) full-time job now. No, I think they're like, does he have a trust fund? Like, is he working on the side? No, I I didn't grow up poor. um,
1: Uh, but I, the biggest thing my parents gave me was security I knew if I was dead broke, well, one thing is I had health insurance until 26. I didn't have to worry about it. That's huge. a huge advantage. Uh, and then another thing was if I ended up dead broke, I could borrow a couple hundred dollars from my mom to get home and start working again. Right. So I had that security that let me take risks, that let me travel a lot after I graduated college, but I busted my ass every summer athletic training, like working- all week at a summer camp and then you know so that's like an those are probably 40-hour week right eight-hour days summer camp and then I would drive from Albany to Stowe, Vermont and work a lacrosse tournament 12 hours both days take that check home go back work summer camp again drive to a soccer tournament the next weekend
0: yeah you hustle yeah but I think a lot of people didn't or maybe a lot of people I spoke with didn't know that you had that background and now there's like the lull of like, okay, the world closed, what happened? How's he surviving? And now you said you're doing it full time, which is like you put all your eggs in the basket, which you were forced to, but like, yeah, it's cool. It's awesome. Well,
1: yeah, the pandemic took my other basket.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: um, it's the reason why people didn't know about the athletic training thing is because that's a healthcare profession. I can't have like tall T Dan and me taking care of an injured athlete like bleeding out of their face in the same realm of existence like who people perceive me to be as tall t dan isn't necessarily like how you look at your doctor when you roll up in the doctor <laughs> office. Right, right, like right you're not letting that person take care of you so i had to keep those worlds separate to preserve each of them but mostly to preserve my income as an athletic trainer right. they didn't line up it was scary to me if someone recognize me as Tall T Dan when I'm in like my khakis and polo because I still had the towel on my shoulder. Like it's (laughs) not what I'm going for.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I like that. Favorite full tilt boot graphic of all time. I don't know if we call them graphics. Is it a graphic colorway?
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, Probably the Wally Tims because I think that's hilarious yeah,
0: those were good Those were good. <laughs>
1: like you and only if you keep the uh only if you keep the freaking uh cable covers on yeah otherwise you otherwise you just got some on. like brown boots but if you keep the cable covers on and you rock that outside of your snow pants that's like that's just a win
0: yeah that was those were like the in the worst, worst way then he had like I don't know if the Tim was first or like the the fake Jordan. Um, but they're all in that same...
1: Yeah, no, the first one was the fake Jordan red one. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I'm definitely a Tom Walsh fan, so yeah. I would know that.
0: Well, as we all should be. Um, Dan, anyone to thank, people to thank? Where? Can, what's next for you? What's next for Arsenic?
1: Next is thanking some people. <laughs> 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 I need to thank everybody that hits me back when I ask for something on Instagram because the only reason that this gets to happen right now is people respond when I reach out like hey like who in Buffalo can host this or is there anybody that wants to make food in Pittsburgh or I need help finding a movie venue in Minneapolis all those things happened in the last two weeks just because I asked on my Instagram story so Yeah, I'm going to get some shine because I'm the guy who drove. But none of it happened without everyone else pitching in. So thank you to everyone who pitches in to to let me live out this little dream of driving around, (laughs) like being on tour. It is a lot of fun. And I hope we get to have fun all along the way. Uh, I need to thank my girlfriend for understanding my desire to leave for two weeks. (laughs) I know that I know it's not easy to like be living home alone uh, so I don't take that lightly and I, I appreciate her like respecting me and my need to like do this kind of stuff um, I gotta thank my friends Sam and Jackson for coming on the tour with me it's way too much to do myself so yeah huge shout out to them um, There's many other people to thank, but I feel like those are the ones that are relevant for this scenario, so I'll leave it at that. And as far as what's next, I'm just going to try to keep having fun, take care of people who take care of me, and learn. I would say say that's like boom, boom, boom. That feels good, that feels right. That felt right. That was good. And that'll probably stay true till the day I die, or at least I hope so.
0: Love that, thank you. Thank you yeah, for being thank here. You. Thanks for coming to Buffalo where we don't have that much cool shit. Uh, thanks for taking a half hour to chat. Shout out to wings. Yeah, wings. were wings. like a
1: great idea. Glad that we made that happen. <laughs> People uh, don't even realize at this point that they need to be thanking Buffalo, but at least they say it every time.
0: Yeah, it is Buffalo wings. My last question, are you gonna stay on the East Coast for most of the uh, winter or will you go West? There's no hate there. That's just a, like, are you? I
1: usually find myself in Salt Lake once a year. I don't expect that this year will be a different situation. And other than that, I'm going to wait till like, somewhere with a lot of concrete and metal gets a snowstorm and take that trip. Love it. Otherwise, you can find me at Sugarbush, where I'll be having so much fun with all my best friends. (laughs)
0: Love it. Thank you so much.
1: Take care.